Does anybody in here listen to podcasts? This is not a word I've seen before, podcasts. I don't even know if I'm saying it correctly. Anyways, there's a gentleman here who says he's making a podcast and it can help you with your problems. Apparently, all you need to do is write in a question or a problem or an issue that you're having, and he will help you sort it out. Sir, is that right? What's going on here? Hey, friends, would you gather around me while I read you some stories and negativity? Let me give you an energy lobotomy. Take bullshit, turn it into positivity. You got a problem, so does he, so does she. But I wish you could see what it is that I see. You ain't all alone. You can lay it on me. You can lay it on me. You can lay it on me. God damn it. I don't. Is this the, is podcast the word? Is that how you say it? That's how it's spelled. Is anybody going to answer me? All right, fine. Let's just let this guy do his show. Here you go, buddy. Stage is yours. Oh, man. I'm going to have to come up with a name for that character, that nerd guy who hands off the show to me. Um, I was thinking like Rupert. Um, I don't know if that's nerdy enough. Isn't it funny how it's cool to be a nerd now? Like when I was growing up, nerd was like a, it was kind of like a mean word, like nerd or dork. Um, but now it's like, it's totally cool to be a nerd. I mean, there's all these Avengers movies and comic books and stuff like that. I used to read my comic books in secret when I was younger, like my, my Spider-Man and Superman comics. I would never take them to school or anything. I would, I would keep them at home. Like my parents knew that I read them and like would, there was like a comic book store down the street from me and they would like give me five bucks or whatever. And I'd walk down and get my comics, but, uh, I would never tell any of my friends that I read them. (laughs) Or anything like that. I was like, oh, they're going to think I'm a nerd. It's like, well, you are a nerd, buddy. You're a fucking nerd, man. Um, who knew it was going to be cool like 20, 20 something years later? It's pretty badass. Um, hey, friends, this is the Lay It On Me podcast. Um, I am your host, Noel Thomas. Uh, just some quick business. Um, if you have a question or a concern or a situation you need help with, Um, please reach out to me. I'll do my best to help out. My telephone number is 971-266-0326. You can also hit me up on Instagram at layitonmepodcast, and you can also email me at layitonmeshow at gmail.com. Thanks for joining me for another episode, another week. I guess this is probably um, a little bit weird since I released five episodes um, all at once for the launch, Um, but I'm I'm sure that nobody is listening to all five of them in a row um, because that would just be heresy, my friends. Um, So I've been getting questions from people who I don't know, um, some questions from people who I do know, and then some some questions from people I they that they don't want me to know (laughs) who they are, seemingly. Um, I also got a couple of jokes drop, drop into the, drop into the, uh, texting chain, which was pretty funny. Um, I got, I think I want to read, I want to read a couple, um, here so you guys can get like a little taste of what's going on. Let me see here. Oh, um, so this one says, lay it on me. I was going to pull over and get out to help this dude getting the shit beat out of him until I noticed he was wearing Crocs. I'm really struggling with my decision. It's weighing on me. I should have pulled over and joined in on the beatdown. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for writing in. 
Um, because I, I share your sentiment for Crocs. I, I do not like them. Um, I don't know if I would go as far to try to beat somebody up, but I, I don't appreciate them. So uh, I'm glad that, that we can at least have a commonality there. We can share the hate. Um, and then I got another one, um, which is kind of funny. It says, Dear Noel Podcast, why haven't you taken my sis on a date yet? You guys have the same sense of humor, and that's what's most important. She's a total sweetie pie, and you guys can help each other be the best humans you want to be, plus hike and stuff. Hearts Anonymous. Um, I think I know who that is, um, <laughs> but I can't be 100% sure. Um, so the reason that I, haven't, <laughs> that I haven't done that is actually because I broke up with my um, long-term girlfriend, um, and we were broken up for a little while, and then we actually ended up getting back together. Um, so I, the only time at which I may have been trying to go on a date with somebody was in that like three, three to four month period of time. Um, but now I'm in another, I'm in a committed relationship again. So that's why I have not taken your sister out on a date. Most likely is because my heart, my heart belongs to another, unfortunately. Um, so yeah. And I'm sure that your sister is not missing out on much. I mean, look at me, I'm in, I'm in my mid thirties and I'm making a podcast trying to help people with their problems. She's much better off. Um, so today's question I, I fucking love, um, and it comes from, uh, a gal named Lita. Um, and I'm going to read you this question real quick. I just want to make sure I get it right here. Um, so yeah, Lita writes in, hi, Noel, my name is Lita and I saw your post for your upcoming podcast. Congrats. I hope it's everything you want it to be. I very frequently, or sorry, I hope it's everything you want it to be. I very frequently have people ask me for advice, but I'm so uncomfortable with feeling like an authority on everything because like you, I feel like I've failed at everything. How should I move past that? I fucking love this question Um, because I think that in our society and just as human beings in general, we have, we've really put failure in this bucket of negativity like it's such a like it's such a bad thing and i can't tell you how amazing some of the failures i've had are like what they ended up being after i realized that they were they were failures they have been so positive so that's just like the first little thing i want to touch on is failure is not a negative thing it's just not it's a learning tool. It's a part of life. It is, um, it's how you learn. It's how you get things done. It is, it's a, it's just, it's just the under, other end of the spectrum. You know what I mean? So I just really want you to remove, remove the connotation in your brain that failure is negative because I don't believe it is. I think it sucks sometimes and I think it's really hard to deal with, but I don't think it's a negative. I think that uh, positives comes from come from failure. Um, and then, and so I want to break this question down into, um, kind of like five different parts. So, uh, first part I want to talk about imposter syndrome. The second part I want to talk about topics. The third part I want to talk about repetitive behavior. The fourth is mistakes. And the fifth is, uh, versioning and or switching code. 
Um, so some of these terms may sound familiar and, and some of them may not. Um, but let's start with the first one, imposter syndrome. So I don't know if you have ever heard of this before, but imposter syndrome happens a lot in a workplace. Um, people get hired to do a job and then they get seemingly overwhelmed and immediately feel like, oh, I am not the right person for this job. I'm not qualified. Um, how did I even get here? Um, things like that. And they immediately think, you know, they immediately go, well, I've got to fake it because now I'm in this position and I have to do everything I can to keep this job and act like I know what I'm doing and all this stuff. And it's a very interesting phenomenon because it happens to a lot of people. Um, I used to work at a place where they would even talk about it, like out in the open. They'd just be like, yeah, so some people probably feel like they have imposter syndrome because we're laying a lot on you and we're trying to get things done quickly. Um, it's to which people would basically go, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do feel that way. I don't like feeling that way. So that's the first thing I would, um, that's the first thing I would honestly think about and, and maybe even read up on, maybe even look online and, and see like, if, do I have imposter syndrome? If, am I being put in a position where I feel like there's a, there's things being demanded of me that I can't provide, even though, in, in actuality, I can provide them, but I just feel like I can't. Um, this happens a lot at um, like startup companies because you tend to wear like, you know, multiple hats. You try to do a bunch of different jobs. Um, and obviously, like be, working at a startup means you're probably going to work a little longer hours and maybe a little harder than at like a big corporation. And that's that's where that comes from. You know, it's just feeling like you're not qualified, but you actually are. You know, that, that is, so it's a twofold thing. It's the feeling of, no, I'm not ready for this. I can't do it. And then, um, but, but you really can. <laughs> and you just need to like give yourself a little bit of space from, from what's happening in the moment and realize like, oh no, I've, I've done this before. Or look at it as a way like, oh, I'm actually learning as I go, which is n not a bad thing by any means is not a bad thing to learn as you go. So that's imposter syndrome. Um, the second thing I'm really interested in is the topics at which people ask you for advice. Because for me, I think like people have asked me for advice about sobriety more than anything else. Maybe, maybe mental health is the other thing. Like, um, I, you know, I post a lot on my, on my social media feed about anxiety and depression because I have both of those things and they are of different severities and they hit me at different times. Um, and I also am very uh, uh, like honest and upfront about my sobriety. And those are the things that people ask me about the most, you know? And I think it's funny because I, I am honestly struggling um, on any given day with all of those things, right? Sometimes I'm anxious in the morning and then I get really depressed in the evening and the whole time I wish I could drink or do pills or something like that. So I make no mistake, I am, <laughs> I am white knuckling it at periods of time. But it's so funny because people ask me for advice on the problems that I have and, and the failures that I've had. So that's why they come to me is because they go, hey, man, you, you know about this stuff. What can I do? How can I feel better? What, you know, like what strategy do I need? 
And so that's why people, I think, gravitate towards me is, is they go, yeah, this guy knows the struggle and he, and it seems like he's making it work. So maybe I can um, glean some information from him about that. So I'm really interested, Lita, in what people are asking you about and if it's in direct correlation to the things that you think you are, that you've failed at. Because if that's the case, that is absolutely the stuff that they should be asking you for, right? I mean, because you're living it and that's why they want the advice from you. And then on, on the other side of the coin, if what they're asking you for has absolutely nothing to do with the failures that you think you've, you've had in your life, isn't it interesting that you think those are impeding your ability to help people? Because that's all, you know, that's not even connected. It's not even a correlation, right? Like, that, that's just really interesting to me, you know, because there's only, there's only two goods there. There's only a win-win right? Either they're not asking you for stuff that you failed at or they are and you have more insight for the stuff that you have failed at and they're asking you about or you can give a fresh take on a problem that you haven't had. So I really encourage you to think about that and, and maybe see if there's a trend of, of things that people are asking you about and topics that they, they typically come to you for and see if you can kind of pinpoint why people are asking you about those particular things. I think that would be really beneficial and maybe help you feel a little bit better, help you feel like less of a, less of a burden or less of a failure. Um, and then the other thing um, I wanted to talk about is repetitive behavior. So um, my buddy's dad, um, this is a really, I fucking love this, uh, this breakdown. My buddy's dad was talking about like, advertising or something and it got onto the topic of billboards um shout out noah belsky this is a noah belsky story um but his dad basically said like they were arguing about the value of billboards and his dad just said well if if they didn't make money doing it they'd stop doing it right like they if they weren't if they weren't successful by putting up billboards why would they continue to put up billboards and that's a very valid question. You know what I mean? It's it makes all the sense in the world because it seems like an antiquated thing, but and yet people are doing it. Like smart companies still do it, so it must be working to some degree, right? So for you, if people are continually coming to you and asking you for advice and wanting your help and leaning on you for emotional support, there's probably something to that, Lita right? Like you're probably doing a very good job. And that's, that is, you should take such pride in that. You should take such pride in that. You should have, you know, I mean, you should have a smile on your face every time someone comes to ask you for help, because if they are continually doing it, then you are doing a very good job. And I think that's fucking amazing. And I love that. And I think you should love that too. I think, I mean, I, based on how you wrote this, I, I believe that you do, but you should feel honored to have people come and ask you for advice and, and want to pick your brain about, about hardships in life. That, what an amazing thing that is, you know? And, and if you got repeat customers, I tell you, gal, you're, you're doing it. You're doing it well. So that's, that's something for you to really think about. You know, if you've had the, the same people ask you multiple different times, and I can't, um, I can't speak enough about how, how tremendous that is. 
Um, so that's maybe maybe a positive way to spin that for you and not feel like you um, your failures are getting in the way of that. Um, the, the next topic is mistakes. Um, I kind of already touched on this. Um, but man, if, if failures aren't just such a wonderful learning tool, um, and I would also, I would really like you to change, um, I'd really like you to think about maybe removing, um, failure from your vocabulary. If you can't, if, if that word has a negative connotation to you, and I'd like you to replace that with maybe mistake or, um, you know, or uninformed decision or whatever, however you want to break it down so that it's more positive because it's just, it's just not a negative thing to, to do things that don't work out or to do things and have it go sour um, because you learn so much from it. And that's, th- that's what I mean by mistakes is just see if you can try to pivot away from uh, negative language in your mind and, and kind of focus more on the positive outcomes. It's kind of like, you know, when you go through a breakup and um, right when you're done with the breakup, you just kind of like, you keep thinking about the person and how great the relationship was and like all this stuff. But over time, you start to, you start to realize like, oh, there's actually really bad stuff about this person too. And those are the things that I, I kind of forgot when we first broke up. Or if you go the other route, you go through a break, breakup and you really hate the person and you think it was like a terrible relationship and all this stuff. And then you get some time away from it and you start to think, oh, I actually learned so much about myself in that relationship. And I actually learned a lot from that person. So I should be pretty thankful that I went through that. You know, it's just a pivot of your mindset. And, and that's what I'd like you to do with the word failures and the idea of failures is think with those mistakes that you've potentially made, now that you have some space from them, don't you see the positives that came from those things? And don't you see, like, you kind of see the positives right now by having the problem that you have with people coming to you for advice and you thinking that you're not worthy of giving advice. But you are, right? And, And probably some of it's due to these mistakes. So really, you know, take that into consideration when people are coming to you. It's like, oh man, Lita, Lita's lived life, man. And she's, you know, she tried this, she did that, something didn't work out and she bounced back. You know, like nobody, like there's not a single person who doesn't like the story of like a comeback or an underdog or somebody who doesn't give up. Like, and the reason that we like that is because that's kind of what life is. You just kind of like, you just kind of keep hitting a brick wall and then you just find a way around it. You know what I mean? And if you're a person who hit some brick walls and you found found your way around it, man, fucking, they got to make a movie, a lead a movie. You know what I mean? That's that's what it's all about is people want to see that shit and they want to hear about it and they want those people to come and fucking talk at their weddings and stuff. You know what I mean? So fucking own that shit. And then finally, um, there's... uh, So versioning or um, code switching. So this is kind of... um, this is an interesting, how do I put it? This is kind of an interesting theory or practice. So um, a while ago, people um, of color, mostly um, minorities, noticed that they would act one way at work and they would act another way in their personal lives. Um, and I think this, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, um, feel free to hit me up, but I, I believe this stemmed primarily from African-American people, 
to where, you know, they would maybe um, in real life speak abonics or use lingo or talk about um, things in like a certain way in the way that they were raised and, and their culture, obviously. Um, and then when they would get to work, they would sort of put on a fake front, right? They would put on some sort of like, I don't know, um, a, a mask, so to speak. Um, and, and that had been happening for a long time. And then people started talking about it, like, oh, I totally have to switch code at my work. Oh, I totally have to switch code when I go home. Like, people are very cognitive of what they're doing. They're, they're constantly playing different versions of themselves and, um, you know, feeling like, oh, I can't be myself in this situation. I have to kind of make up for the gaps that people might see. So what I'm really interested in here, Lita, is I'm wondering if maybe you feel like you're doing that a little bit when people come to you for advice. Because I know for me, like I have like about a thousand different personalities up in my brain, right? Like I, I change, like when, when somebody asks me something serious, I go into serious mode. When somebody wants me to be a goofball, I go into goofy guy mode. Um, I mean, shit, just, you know, listen to the podcast. Like the, the intro is ridiculous. And then here I am talking about like serious stuff, you know? And I think that's, I, I think part of that is, is emotions and human nature and kind of like trying to navigate through different types of situations but it's also, you know, it also is a little bit like, it is a little bit like switching code. Um, I don't want to hijack that term um, because, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's for people um, that have a cultural difference and then they go to work and change it. Um, so it's like that um, where you are kind of portraying a character a little bit. So I'm wondering if that's how you feel when people come to ask you for advice, you're like, oh, I have to leave like the, the leader that makes mistakes out of my, you know, my authoritative position with this person who's asking me for advice. And I would say, you know, don't do that. Really like bring all the leaders, bring all the leaders to the front and, and have them answer the question together and use, because obviously you're giving people good advice. You know what I mean? And I think without pulling from all the parts of you that exist, you wouldn't really be able to give good advice, you know? So I, I wonder if you feel like that a little bit. Um, this is more of a question, but so I wonder if you feel like that and if that is maybe playing a little bit of a role in how you feel like, oh, someone asked me for advice, so now I got to play this character. Um, and it doesn't feel natural to you. Because um, it's kind of sounds the way that you wrote the question. It, it sounds like maybe you have a little bit of a hold up when people ask you because you're like, oh, you really want to ask me, you know? Um, so I, I can appreciate that if that's what's happening, but I would love to know if that's the case. Um, yeah, and that's and that's what I got for you, Lita. I, I really hope this helps. I really hope that you um, you can start thinking more positively about the learning opportunities that you've had in life and bounce back. Um, I also think that you give yourself some love and a little bit of grace for having people come and ask you questions and want your opinion. That's a, that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And um, definitely don't take it for granted and definitely don't be hard on yourself because people are doing that, you know, like own, own it. You know, you must be really great at it. And, I've, and I think that's amazing. Shit, I might hit you up for some advice of my own when I get done recording this. 
Um, so anyways, thank you so much for writing in, Lita. I would love an update from you, and I would love to know if any of this stuff has helped you. Um, and I'll and I'll update the show. And um, I think that, you know, I, I wish you all the best. And um, I can't say enough about how great I think it is that people are coming to you for advice. Um, everybody else, please hit me up with your questions uh, and your problems. I'm here to listen. Um, and with that, I will see you all next week. And, uh, you know, keep, keep it cool.